0: Welcome to Cybersecurity On Call, where we discuss the trends, get perspectives, and find tips for cybersecurity professionals. I'm your host, T.J. Lair from Cloudera. Today's episode won't be our usual programming. Today is our end-of-the-year special, where we will dive into our top five tips from this year's season, starting with number five. Our number five tip comes from a fellow cybersecurity podcast host, Vince Tuche, Let's listen into why you're only as strong as your weakest link.
1: I, I don't think I can tell a CISO anything they probably don't already know, but I would like to reinforce the idea that it's very important to educate your workforce on basic operational security. I gave the, um, example of how I want to do an internet boot camp. Um, I don't see why every organization can't do an IT boot camp for uh, their employees to get them up to speed on basic practices. I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of this is already in place, but if your organization doesn't have something like that, I think it would be a good idea to implement something. I think education really is important. And, um, you know, not only as as an individual, but as an organization, keeping your organization secure requires, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Our number four tip comes from Paul Roberts, editor
0: in chief of the security ledger. Let's just say you shouldn't count on the company to secure consumer devices out of the box.
2: Don't count on the, the company that made the pro the connected product that you're that you're buying and deploying to have thought of security for you. Um, and be very aware of things like default passwords um, that might come with a device. you know those, you know, most of the IoT-based security threats and problems that we've seen are not super sophisticated, nor do they require a super sophisticated attacker to um, to carry out. Many of them are just um, attackers. Finding connected devices online, like cameras and digital video recorders, and then typing in the default credentials or some easily guessed password to, to get access to them. So don't make life easy for them. You know, e- even if the device comes with default credentials, um, make sure you change those. Deploy a device just so that it can be accessed on the public internet. Put it behind a, you know a firewall or a router that's using you know network. Um, address translation to hide it from just anybody who might be scanning the public Internet looking for a device to hack because those people are out there. Um, So that would be my advice. It's it's hard to look at. We don't have a way like um, Underwriters Lab or um, Energy Star where you can look at a product on the shelf and say, aha, it's cyber secure. You know, God willing, that's something we might have in the next five or 10 years, but there's no easy way to do it now. Um, So it's more a question of, you know, you're going to buy a device, you're going to take it home, you know, take some time when you've got it out of the box and are setting it up to secure it. Um, enable any security features that come with the device, put in a good, unique, strong password and and, and administrator account, and then make sure when you deploy it that it's not just publicly, uh, you can't be found on the public internet.
0: Number three tip comes from RSA's general manager, Peter Tran, where he discusses how you need to rethink your app strategy.
3: This is going to be the keep it real tip TJ, and I'm going to keep it real for the end user right now it's next time. And this is building muscle memory for security. When you go into your iPhone or your Android device, take a look at all the apps, just render them in the menu and then take a look at every app that you can actually enable two factor authentication, meaning it's going to require more than one authentication modality. You might say, look, I'm going to send you a a code to your mobile device or into an email address so that the next time you go in there, you've tightened up a bit. So what I'm saying is enumerate the apps that you don't use very often and get rid of those. The ones that you use a lot, look at how they interact with other other apps. And if they're not areas that you're comfortable with, you might want to opt out of those. And third, Take that two-factor authentication option. It's the best kept secret in the security world for apps and mobile devices. And you'd be surprised how many people do not do that because they think it's such a hassle, but it's so easy. Number two
0: tip comes from four-time New York Times bestselling author, Bill Gertz, where he discusses the importance of backup and encryption.
2: Uh, yeah, I'd say two things. Actually, two things. Uh, clearly, uh, protecting your information, and that that requires uh, saving and backing up the information that is really most valuable to you. And the other is the use of uh, secure and encrypted uh, means, uh, whether it's Signal for text and voice or Proton Mail for encrypted email. I think those are really two good uh, security measures.
0: And our number one tip from our 2017 season comes from NIS fellow, Dr. Ron Ross, where he teaches us that triaging isn't just for battlefield medicine.
4: You know, we can give CISOs tons of advice. They have to live the dream every day. We just get up here and sit and give advice, you know. They have the tough things. But if I were giving advice to a CISO, one thing, I would use the concept of triage. One of our very first federal standards, it's still out there today, it's very short, 15 pages. It's called FIPS, Federal Information Processing Standard 199. I call it the triage standard because we were thinking about battlefield medicine when we, when we did that standard. You look at everything that you own in the infrastructure, all of your devices and your components and your systems and your data, and you do a triage. You, you divide things into three buckets by impact the value of the asset and the impact if you lose the asset. So high-impact information and assets are things that if you get compromised or breached, it would have a severe or a catastrophic effect on your organization. That's a showstopper. Then on the low end are things that don't really matter that much. If you get breached, you know, it's not all that important. You can recover, reconstitute. You're back in business. It's just not affecting the core part of the business. And then everything in the middle, we call it a serious effect but not catastrophic. If you can just maximize the use of the triage, what that does is it makes your life easier because now you can kind of prioritize what are you going to do first.
0: Thanks for listening. We'd like to keep in touch on Twitter, so please follow Cloudera at Cloudera. And that's all, folks. My name is TJ Lair, and I look forward to hosting you next time on Cybersecurity on Call.